0: Oh, man. <laughs>
1: Yo, what's going on everyone? Welcome to a new episode of Can I Kick It FC? I'm your host as always, Elliot Barr, and joining me is my Haitian best friend, Shanir. How are you doing, sir?
0: Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Could be better, but I mean, (laughs) oh yeah, we just finished watching the Jamaica-Panama game and that just, Wow.
1: Yeah, wow! I, I told you, man. I'm still like tearing up a little bit because this is Jamaica's first ever win, men's or women's, at a World Cup. And like, mm-hmm. from all the heartache and struggle I've been through as a Jamaican fan, like seeing this, and we're gonna talk about it today in this episode. Um, but it's, it's just magical, man. So, for those who don't know, um, and if you're listening to this show, you probably should know. I'm partially Jamaican. Cheneir is all right um and both of our teams are in the women's world cup you know and this is probably the first time ever or probably the first time ever um we can do this kind of episode where we get to talk about our teams in the world cup how they're performing we know most of the episodes for Can I kick it are supposed to be evergreen content um and this is still evergreen in a sense but kind of present day so if you listen to this in like five years we're in Jamaica or Haiti or you know battling out for the Women's World Cup again in the final. You know, I know why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So, Shaneer, I say let's get started off. Let's talk about kind of like chronologically like the path for both teams getting to the World Cup. So, if you want to, I can start and then we can switch and just go back and forth like that. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, I'll start. So, pretty much um, the path for Jamaica started off um, – the path to qualification started off at the CONCACAF Women's Championship. That took place in 2022 in Mexico, um, which I, I I remember hearing about it last year, but I didn't really watch it as closely as I should have. Um, but it's funny enough because both of our teams were in the same group. We were in Group A. Is the Group A was filled of USA, Jamaica, Haiti, and Mexico, who was the host country. Mexico bombed out of this group, uh didn't score a goal, gave up five goals, finished bottom of the group. Haiti finished third in that group. They you guys advanced to the inter uh, confederation playoffs. And then we advanced through the group. Um obviously we lost to the USA, but we advanced through the group um to then play uh qualify for the World Women's World Cup and also advance to the knockout stages. And, and group B, you also had Canada, Costa Rica, Panama, and Trinidad and Tobago. I think we can both agree that Trinidad and Tobago on that bacon, it is a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we got knocked out in the semifinals there. But I mean, the path also for Jamaica also took place in you Know finishing third and in, in, in the CONCACAF women's group. Um, when we were there, my I don't know why I, might, I did that there, but we beat Costa Rica, finished third, and got. I mean, we for us like getting back to back World Cups is huge, but I'll we'll talk about that later. I'll let you talk about hmm. Haiti Haiti's qualification process to get to the World Cup.
0: Uh, well, Haiti. <laughs> I think w- the biggest focus for Haiti um is the hardships off the field. Mm-hmm. Um of course we can we can go very far back in history, but I, I think the, the far the biggest um issue with with Haiti, the the biggest event that really set the nation back as a whole uh, in the past 10, 20 years is the earthquake in 2010. Um, The earthquake that hit Haiti that completely devastated the nation due to deforestation um, throughout the history of Haiti, um, it it made things worse. With loose soil, um, there are no big tree roots holding soil together so once that earth the once that ground starts to shake everything is sliding everything's moving and the the devastation was catastrophic and i don't i think to this day fast forward 13 years i do not think he has fully recovered from that um with that you have a lot of ups and downs politically a lot of uh, revolts, uh, fairly recently, a presidential assassination, um, and, and just complete turmoil in the nation where at this point right now, Haiti is not doing well and is not, not doing well politically, not doing well socially. Um, the people that live in Haiti are in danger and it's to the point where this, national team this women's national team and the men's national team as well are training and practicing in the dominican republic and playing their game in the dominican republic rather than in their home nation um with the poverty with the setbacks there are very few haitians that can actually uh that can actually make the trip across the border to the Dominican Republic to watch the team play. So it's not like they're getting a big fan base that is watching them when they're at home. So you have this situation that during qualification matches for both the men's and the women's team, they don't have the 12th man the same way a lot of other nations did um when you look at some of the reputation of some of the other um Caribbean nations concacaf uh nations of their when they play at home when you think of costa rica mexico jamaica um most of central american countries when you go to play there it's a fortress we didn't have that we didn't have that all throughout qualification and now for Haiti to come through, um, to come through uh, the the come through to qualify for the World Cup through all of this hardship, through all of these this turmoil, it it really 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 speaks volumes for what these these young women have done. Yeah.
1: And also on the Jamaica side, I mean, it hasn't been easy for them either. Like, there was a whole uh, crowd re- crowdfunding campaign to get Jamaican women's side over to the World Cup, um, if you haven't heard about it. Um, pretty much the Jamaica FA hasn't really done a good job of managing the funds of the federation, uh, somewhere so that um, the mother for, on the Jamaican team pretty much started – Pretty much, actually, for cash apps, they can you know train and practice and have food and things like that to get there. And, and, you know, we you don't hear about these problems so much on the men's side. That just you know mm-hmm. making that, but the, the men's side of football. But in yeah. the women's, side, you know, you're hearing these problems of you know inadequate training facilities and in inadequate. Um, preparation for tournaments and things like that. So, so, much like, 2019, that's one of the biggest things that hindered us. It's like the team was ready to, to go on the field, but, you know, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't train properly. You know, they didn't have, you know, the, the things in place to be competitive. And that's unfortunate because, I mean, we're going to talk about it now, but, like, there's some fun players on both sides of, you know, to be Haiti. So, like for Jamaica, for instance, like everyone knows Bunny Shaw, like Khadijah Shaw. Everyone knows her. She's the number nine for Man City, 26 years old. Um, she actually leads Jamaica in caps and appearances of all time. Um, I think it's what 36 appearances and 58 goals, something like that. And I'm not yeah. saying I might have the numbers myself, but she's she is it. Like she is the focal point of this Jamaica team. Um, even so much so that when she got the red card, I got really, really scared and nervous for this Panama game. Cause I was like, how are we going to score? Um, she <laughs> is she's the focal point. Um, another player that stands out for Jamaica is Allison, uh, Swabby, uh, who scored the goal, uh, against Panama, a second ever goal in the world cup, um, 26 years old, plays for PSG center back. She actually plays with her sister. Um, in the back line there. So it's kind of cool. You know, you got sisters back there playing for Jamaica and everything like that. And then um De'Asia Blackwood, she's a left back. Um, she played for Fleury who are in France, uh, 26 years old. Um, and then Rebecca Spencer. So Rebecca Spencer actually um, did a one-time switch to come play for Jamaica. She used to play for England in the U twenties um, back in the 2010s but didn't play. I wasn't getting called up by England, right? Um, Jamaica, if you, if you haven't realized this on the men's side as well, they've done a much better job of trying to recruit um, dual nationals. It's almost like what the USA is doing of, like, getting, like, yeah. German-Americans and Italian-Americans and, you know, guys who have American passports to come play here. And it kind of, like, it's the same pitch that America is like. It's like, do you, like, they did with um, – it's the same pitch that America did with Florent Bolligan, you know this is what Jamaica is doing it's pretty much saying, like, all right, you can be the third choice center back or third choice striker on the USMT, get called up randomly, so right, or yeah. you can come play for us and start, right? And you know, not every player cares about that, so you know, some players like these people players do get paid, and you know, the pay rate is a little bit higher, whatever. Um, but you know, Jamaica is making that now. Like, you're going out here trying to recruit guys, and you're doing that on the men's and women's side. So going and get, like, a veteran goalkeeper like Rebecca Spencer, who plays for Tottenham Hotspur's women. And granted, Tottenham Hotspur's women almost got relegated. But, I mean, it just speaks like there, there's now, like, a, a quality difference. And you saw that in the first game against France. Um, So she's a key, key part. And then Trudy Carter... 28 year old, she plays Levante out on the left wing. So, those are the key players for Jamaica if you're looking to get into them. But those are the guys that like stand out and I would say are kind of like the backbone of the team. Like the overall ages of them 26, 26, 26, 32, 28. So, like if Jamaica were to qualify for another World Cup, I don't, they haven't announced where the next World Cup is, right?
0: I think it's it's looking like it's going to be here.
1: Okay, in, the oldest, in, right, in, it's supposed to be just USA and Mexico. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, it okay. looks like. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like we're gonna. It, it's. I don't think it's etched in stone yet, but it's a strong possibility that it's gonna be here in the US.
1: So, I mean, if that's the case, then like that team, like this, that team will probably be on his legs, legs, right? Because by that time they'll be hitting thirty and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like this is a team that's routing in kind of coming out of their peak form. Like this may be the peak, but they're rhyming out of that peak form. But we got some good players coming through like Brown, Simmons, you know, but we'll we'll talk about one of those players coming up soon. But Janier, who are some of the key players for Haiti?
0: All right. For Haiti, I'm I'm going to to go with a a, a few of them. Um so we have the two the two Louis, uh um Bacheba and Louis who is 26 years old. She's coming out of uh, the French Division 1 uh, club of FC Fleury. So, um, w- she's fairly young. Uh, fairly, when I say fairly young, I don't mean in age in terms of, I mean more so in terms of a major career in one of the top leagues in the world. Uh, fairly uh she she is an attacking player um she one of the regular starters for the Haitian national team and then you go to uh, Ketna Louis Ketna Louis who has had a bit of a longer time in France uh she plays for Montpellier um she is a uh fullback has shown a lot of a lot of potential as a fullback. She starts regularly for Montpellier and is very key to uh, Haiti's defensive line. Uh, of course, I, we cannot talk about players without talking about Teus, uh, Haiti's goalkeeper, who is actually the only player on this squad that has any silverware for their club playing for uh, FC Miami City in uh, USLW League. Um, She is a stellar goalkeeper, um, regular starter for for FC Miami City and uh, a very, very big key to this Haitian national team. And of course, we also have um, Mondizier, who also plays for Montpellier. Mondizier is twenty four. She's been at Montpellier for a while. So teammates with with Louis, um, you have that connection, um, even though she plays a lot further up the field as a forward. And last but not least, um, the most revered player on the squad, the, the one who is actually making the biggest noise, um, unfortunately wasn't able to play in Haiti's second game due to a small injury, is uh, Dumont, uh Melchie Dumornet, who plays for uh, Stade de Rennes in France, is a big, big, big name striker in the French first division. Uh, just 19 years old. Uh, just a, a very young player, but dynamic and is one of those players. If you are a defender, you do not want her running at you with the ball. She has the ability to break ankles, to embarrass defenders, and to leave them in her dust. She has pace. She has control. The It's like the ball is sometimes when she's dribbling forward is attached to her foot. Um, she is a. She is probably <laughs> the Bonnie Shaw of this team. Uh, the key player. The the one that. Everyone's looking at as this is going to be the star of this team. This is the backbone right here. She is the she is going to be the one that's going to be creating things all over the field.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so talking about this year's World Cup, right? So, like for Jamaica, I, like I said, our first ever World Cup appearance back in France, twenty nineteen, before the world shut down. <laughs> yeah, but um. <laughs> Didn't do so well in that World Cup, um, given so we were in a really tough group. Um, it was Brazil, Italy, Australia, and Jamaica. Like, we were kind of of the, I hate to say it, but the, the beat up. We were the puncher back in that group. It's so much so that we gave, a, what, 11 goals in that group. Um, yeah. Only scored one goal. That was in our last game against Australia, which we lost one to four. But we, there were some blowouts there. Um, some blowouts there, but I mean, also inexperienced. Like this is Jamaica's first ever time in the World Cup. Um, this time coming in the second World Cup, I think that experience has bled through. Like you can see it now with the big um, clean sheet against France. I mean, Rebecca Spencer had four saves in that game. Amazing saves. I will say this though. I think, I think, I think France kind of downplayed us a little bit. I think they kind of thought it was a thing of oh, we can play our typical game. We don't have to make too many adjustments. We could get past Jamaica. And Jamaica was ready to go. Like, it was, all right, we're going to try to hit you 10, 15 minutes in the mouth. Nothing happens. All right, we're going to send you to this defensive shell. And, I mean, um Blackwood played an amazing game defensively. Um, Swaby played an amazing game defensively. Spencer played an amazing game. And we got out of there with a clean sheet against France, who, you know, more or less is looked at as, you know, one of the perennial challenges of winning this World Cup, right? Yeah. So that's a big result. I think the game, like this Panama game, speaks value because you're playing a familiar opponent. Like, so going back to 2019, the way how we made it to the World Cup is we beat Panama in a, in a penalty kick shootout to get to the World Cup, right? Um, yeah. we, if we lose to Panama, Panama has their debut there in the World Cup. So um, we, we beat the get into the world cup and everything but we've been, Panama who's a familiar opponent. Haven't played them in a while. Um and we we get a you know, get a huge get our first ever win at the World Cup. And like just to say that as a Jamaican is like is wild to think of because I remember 1998, I'm 7 years old and my mom is in our house watching the World Cup and my parents are like you know, they're glue. Like, you, 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 met my dad, you met my dad before shenaire Like, my dad isn't yeah. – he's a sports watcher, but he ain't watching soccer, like, to watch it. So yeah. winning, you know, seeing – you know, remember seeing my dad in 98 watching the World Cup, and we're playing France, and, you know, we don't get out the group. We don't win anything, but it's yeah. been a while since I've seen Jamaica on that stage and seeing Jamaica in the, you know, 2019 – we didn't have the greatest World Cup show, but seeing us back on that stage on the side was huge. And, you know, qualifying again for 2023, getting this win, I mean, it's monumental. It, it speaks to what, you know, Lori Donaldson, who, by the way, um, this is a cool fact for you, you know, we love cool facts on the show. Yeah. Did you realize he is the first non-Jamaican to coach this team? Really? Yeah, he's the first non-Jamaican. Wow. He's, he's American. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah, he's the first God Jamaican to coach his team, man. Um, well, hold on. Let me check that back because I'm also grabbing this from like, Jamaica's website. Who's that the best? Um, no, my fault. He is Jamaican. I lied. I think I was looking at someone else wrong. So uh, we've only had Jamaican coaches. My fault. I was looking at them wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Having him as our head coach, man, I think he's done a good job of not only getting these players on the same page, but also making the tactics like understandable and digestible. That makes sense. Yes. Um, I think I think the other thing too that Jamaica is gonna try to do, and we'll talk about it before we move on to the two players who we're ready to talk about, but yeah. I just give him a lot of credit, man. for what he's had to go through and endure with Jamaica Federation, and I mean it's an uphill battle, man. And he's done an amazing job with it so far. But I, I digress. I'm sorry, I made a mistake of saying he was the first non-Jamaican. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I move on and let you talk about Haiti.
0: Yeah. Um, for for me, this this Haitian national team. Um, this is their first time on this stage ever. Um, the men were in the World Cup back in the seventies. Uh, we did an episode on um, on on the star of that Haitian national team. Just go back in the in the feed. You'll you'll hear about it about Manosano. Um, had a, a, a had a very good showing in that World Cup. Didn't make it out of the group, but had a very good showing in that World Cup back in the seventies. But this women's team has never been on this stage and has never looked this confident and this good. Um, I, for me, my, my memories of the Haitian national team are of my parents telling me stories of this lauded Haitian national team that qualified for the world cup that went and, Bloodied the nose of Italy, one of the favorites to win it, um, scoring against Argentina uh, and and having a, a a very very good showing and, and heroic performances, and especially of Emmanuel Sanon, who no matter what stadium he went to in Haiti, that stadium was packed out. Um, just people would come in droves just to watch him play. Um, it, it, it really makes me feel really good, and especially with both the men and the women's team both on an upward trajectory. Sure. And now to see this women's team qualify for the World Cup and going into the first game, really taking the game to another favorite of this World Cup, England. Um, where, as we know, the the I'd say the four favorites for this World Cup would be France, England, USA, and maybe Germany.
1: Yeah, I I, 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 I mean, the, that. the, four, the fourth like, that
0: fourth spot is kind of yeah, is probably kind probably of not with, Yeah, yeah, but the but the three the three tops are England, France, USA, and for awesome, Haiti Japan. to Japan, Japan, who has been kind of a dark horse at this point. And I don't think until the first game, anyone really put them in that top three conversation but after their performance so far everyone's like uh oh this is this is a juggernaut that's that's, that's asking for someone to try to, that's daring someone to try to stop them but um
1: that spade in japan game of the group is going i hope i hope they play it out i hope uh, well, gonna, i hope they go at each other
0: they need to go at each other because they need to decide who's going to get that first spot because whoever gets that second spot is going to have a tough route Oh, and so, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, we digress. I mean, this, this World Cup is extremely exciting. This is probably the most exciting Women's World Cup that I've in in living memory for me. Um, following the Women's World Cup ever since '99, um, the time of Mia Hamm and Julie Foudy and Brandi Chastain, um, I I really. I'm, I'm really happy to see how far it's come. And I'm really, really happy to see Haley playing a, such a big role in the anticipation of this World Cup. Dumont being one of those stars that everyone is looking out for and saying this is going to be one of those stars of the future. Only 19 years old, so you know she'll be there for the next one if we qualify. Um, and we'll be at her peak. So um, a fantastic performance against England, where England are only able to score a penalty kick. And to be honest with you, to this point, that no one has scored on Haiti in open play, or even on set piece, apart from a penalty kick, and China also a penalty kick. Hey,
1: like for that for that Haiti team. I didn't mean to cut you out there. But no,
0: that it is. Just
1: wild to think about. Like you talk about the team like this is a debut nation. Like this team has never been on this stage, right? And usually you yeah. see destination like Vietnam, Thailand, um, Costa Rica, like they get blown off the water like four or five. You know, we, yeah. we used to talk about like a two-nil, three-nil loss as a oh, that's a good loss, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. exactly go up against an English team who just won the Euros. And held them all into one goal on a what was it like a PK? You said well, yeah, yeah on a PK. To... Yeah. And then you play against China, who's been a world power? Like, think of China. I think of China in the sense of like on the women's side is how I would think of like.
0: Uh, God, I'd probably like, say the Netherlands on the men's side.
1: Yeah, like they, they've a been a world history. power. There.
0: Yeah, yeah, like that. A- a big history hasn't hasn't yet won it, but definitely. I'm Trying
1: to think, the China World
0: Cup. No, they went to the finals. Okay, that's right. They've been I to a there. finals. Great. Right. Um, but it, it, it's looking at, at at this 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 China team that it's I I would say is is a, a shadow of its past. I would say, um, in terms of of how well they've been performing lately. Haiti dominating the game and I, I don't want to go too deep into it of how I feel that that game was stolen from Haiti um, three stone cold penalties that were not called um, and, and also talking about the speaking of the Haitian national team we, we, we haven't even talked about uh, uh, Delapin the, the head coach Nicolas Delepin is, I think this is his second year um, coaching this this national team. And he has put together a very, very, very good team. And not one major thing that um, I do appreciate about him is he has as much time as he can devote to it really delved into the Haitian culture to understand the players that he is coaching to make sure that he can communicate to them in a, a manner that that they would understand culturally and that is something to be respected you know and it, there are a lot of coaches that will go in if if they're not from that nation they'll be like all right I don't care if you're doing it my way uh, de la Philippine is very 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 open to learning about the haitian culture and and he you can see there is an appreciation for him from these from these women that they they know that he is the this is one thing that even though he's nowhere near this type of personality he there is a lot of in terms of the way the Haitian uh, national team views him a lot kind of like Jose Mourinho, how there are players that would, that in interviews, many times we'd hear that when you are being coached by Jose Mourinho, you will walk through fire for him. And this is, this is the relationship I think uh, Nicola has with these, with these, these women that he has developed this team into such a team that they'll be like, whatever you say, coach, because we trust that you are going to do for us to get us to the best position we can be. And I, I, I could you can always tell a lot by coach by the way they react to certain situations in the game. Mm-hmm. And when the second foul inside the box that wasn't called for Haiti against China went down. I was scared that he was going to run out onto the field. He was so pissed off. (laughs) I was, I was the little, I was like, don't, don't lose it, man. Don't lose it. He was livid. And you can see a lot of times coaches getting upset in these situations. But if there isn't that connection with the players, they get upset. It's more of a irritation and annoyance. No. Dolipin was pissed. <laughs> he was pissed, and you could see this this closeness that he has with his 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 players, and it 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 will help this team in this final game uh, against Denmark. And we'll we'll see what these 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 girls can do. I I am very hopeful that this women's team, that even if they may not make it out of the group in this World Cup, that this is a big sign for the future. Um, they've put themselves on the map. They've made themselves known to the world, and it can only go up from here.
1: Yeah. Also, the, the cool thing about Del Penn is, so you know, if people career mode, like you can manage like a club team and a country at the same time, but you really don't see it in real life. Yeah, he's one of the few coaches I can think of that ever to do that. Like he still uh, manages Grenoble in France. Yeah. Still mm-hmm. the movies. And I think I think it was on Total Soccer Show. They were just saying uh I think it was Taylor. I think he was covering Haiti. I mm-hmm. He was making a point about how he's actually never been in Haiti to coach a game. He's always been at least in the Dominican Republic. So
0: exactly, yeah.
1: Cool factor. Um, but let's go ahead, let's talk about some of the youth that is on his team. Um, so so that with Jamaica, man, I, I mean, you know, where I'm gonna start. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> uh, uh, her dad is a Out former her <laughs> brother is a now she just made her World Cup debut is Cameron Simmons man the 19 year old plays for Tennessee Volunteers she actually has three goals uh, three caps already one goal um, she played at the CONCACAF um, Women's Championship Series um, mm-hmm. there for us there um, I believe she scored there. If I'm not mistaken, I believe she did score there. But she has her first cap there for us. And the reason why I'm so excited for her is just because, like, if you saw her in a Panama game, I don't want to use the old traps of she's patient, she's quick. But she's interpret space really well. She's quick uh-huh. on and off the ball, which is a hard thing for a lot of players. to do. You see a lot of players that are quick off the ball, but when they get on the ball, they kind of slow up a little bit. Yeah. She's same speed with the ball and her feet, regardless. It is not so much straight line speed; it's more of like a lateral, diagonal quickness, which is dangerous. Um, and she, it, I want to say like she does need to develop a little bit, like her on the ball skills and interpretations of of like combination play. But outside of that, man, the. the it, oh, I'm just so excited for her. Like I really hope Richmond Women's Team signs her to be the first player for the women's team when they come. Um, but outside of that, another player that I think if she started actually today for us. Um, she's like, mm-hmm. I really think when the next World Cup come around, which will be in 2027, I believe. If, yeah, 2027. Um, if it's If it's here in America, I think Jamaica, because by that time Bunny Shaw would be 30, so she'll be on her last legs. I really think Jody Brown is the next one coming. Like She <laughs> plays forward. She played a little bit of winger today. She plays forward uh, for Florida State Seminoles. And mind you, she's not with a women's team. She plays in college, and she she was low-key the dominant force on that team. Man, it... Oh my God, she is like... Just how her on the wings, like she does this move. It's almost you, – you know how like Vinicius will get the ball on his right foot, but he'll mm-hmm. cut back inside and then take it to his left and then cut around you? Yeah. so many times over and over again where she gets it. So she plays on the left wing and she'll get the ball her right foot and she'll cut in right. And as soon mm-hmm. as that defender cheats in, she'll cut it back to on her left and drive in behind him. She does that over and over and over again. It is so, so devastating, man. And I'm just so happy, like, she's with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I'm really happy to have her on the team. And then the last one that I want to shout out is Sola Washington. She plays for Concord Conquer- Fire FC. She only got two appearances so far. Um, in the midfield, she hasn't really made her World Cup debut, but she's another player as well that, you know, if she can get her footing more in with the national team, I think she has upside as well. But Cameron Simmons and Jody Brown, I think that's the feature of the attack. Like, you take those two after this World Cup, and you, like, you know, you give Bunny Shaw the rest of. We'll we'll call her out when we need her. Almost like how uh, Kayla Navas does for Costa Rica. Like, we'll break a case of emergency when we play Gold Cup and stuff like that. But you give Mm -hmm. Simmons You give Jody Brown the rod like you let them play the friendlies and whatnot you let them go and get them the experience needed because they are the future
0: yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it, the future is really looking bright for um for for that Jamaican national team um, I would say the Haiti national team is it's a very young squad. I'd say you know you, your oldest player is around thirty. Yes, you have most most of the players are around twenty four, twenty five. Uh the average age is twenty two. The average age of this squad is twenty two. Um, you you have a lot of, of young players in in, in Joseph, who it hasn't really made a big mark yet for the team but is definitely showing a lot of potential she's had a couple of, of caps with, um, and a couple of appearances um, Dayana Louis who also very young and of course we have Dimone um, Dimone who has already shown that she is an elite level player, world class level player um, playing for one of the top teams in France um even 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 Therese, who's you know she's she's 24 but when you really think about it the, the 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 age range for goalkeepers is always a lot later than the age range for field players i guess because of the fact that there's a lot less running involved there's a lot less mileage on the legs it's more of a mental game than it is a physical one for goalkeepers. It's more about the smarts and the intelligence as the wisdom. And she has already shown a lot of wisdom with regards to the way she plays, the way she she commands her back line, the saves she makes, the her positioning. Because there are a lot of Terry's saves that are not like front of the sports section of the newspaper type saves. They are you can tell that the positioning is just fantastic. And, of course, now we got to bring it back to Richmond because that's where we are. <laughs> um, we have – Hey, look, yeah, this is, this is one of the major reasons why we did this podcast. <laughs> um, we have um, a former Richmond Kickers player, um, Derek Etienne, who has a son who is playing for Atlanta United and who plays for the men's station national team. And now his daughter, Danielle Etienne, is on this squad. Um, She is currently playing uh, at Fordham, Fordham University. So she is college level. Then 22 years old, probably just about to get out of college, and is playing for her national team. She, she was uh, born in Richmond. Um, it It's, it, she is one of those players that can, is, is very flexible in the midfield. She, she plays several different positions in that midfield. She has several different roles in the midfield, depending on how they're playing, depending on who they're playing against. Um, Delapine will put her in different roles in that midfield. She could play a six, she could play an eight. Um, she can play as a wide midfielder. She has many, she has she she's definitely one of those utility players. She. she has the potential to be a James Milner. And that that is always, always, always going to be valuable for any team she plays for. Um the you look at these two teams, you look at Jamaica, you look at Haiti, and you see a really bright spark and you see a new the potential for a new power rising in the women's game, which which is always good the more the more of them you see, the more um, the the more challenging opponents that the top the top tier, nations will have but it makes for a better competition you see our the last world cup how let's be honest the usa kind of walked their way into the finals to a certain extent and and you have games like their first game against thailand 13 nothing that world cup was pretty good but I, so far this world cup has been fireworks 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 and When you have that level, a smaller gap between the weakest team and the strongest team, it makes for some interesting games. It makes for some really, really good games. And this Haiti national team and this Jamaican national team are bringing a lot of that dark horse challenge to the top dog.
1: Yeah, honestly, I mean... Just, just keeping it in context, cap, I mean, when you look at it like the traditional powers have been Canada and the United States for real. Like, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. those been there, they've been budgeting on the downswing, and it's really been hard for the Caribbean teams to break through. Um, Costa Rica as well. Now we are, you know, and I think you know, if you, if you look at both programs going forward, I think this is clear examples of like the men's teams are okay. You know, Jamaica's men's team is refining themselves. They're they're getting a little bit better. Haiti's Haiti's men's team is okay getting better. But the women's sides are are the bright spot right now. And I think if both of these federations want to make their stronghold in soccer, honestly, I would be like, yo, put your money and resources into the women's side and build that team up, you know? Just qualify for World Cup. You got another World Cup in 2027. Assuming it's coming to America – they're going to be in an easy group for that to qualify because USA is going to qualify automatically, so you're not going to have to worry about them. Canada is probably going to be on the Dallas way because they're going to have to rebuild after uh, Sinclair retires soon, if she ever retires. Yeah. I don't think she might necessarily play in like seven World Cups. Um,
0: yeah, she, yeah she, might, she might pull a DeMarcus Beasley. She probably will.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Mexico, who's going to be completely rebuilding. So there's opportunity there to prepare for the next four years after these World Cup, after good showings, to get ready and get, you know, have even a better showing. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, before we wrap up, I think, you know, Jamaica got a big game coming up against Brazil. A draw win gets us through to the next stage. And to be honest with you, it would be amazing if we get to the round of 16. I don't think it's the end of the world if we don't. But I think a good showing against that Brazil team, who's going to have to go for it. I think winning that game there, man, it, it would it would do so much for the women's side because it would be they would be the first. Correct me if I'm wrong, Shannon, I believe they would be the first Caribbean side ever to qualify for the round of sixteen in a major world tournament. Right. Um, I believe I so. Outside of Haiti, in seventy four. Trinidad in 2000, Jamaica 98. Yeah, they will be the first. Yeah. They will be the first Caribbean side ever to qualify for the round of 16, which I'd be mean, right there. Like, honestly, they all got a random round of 16. Games. Right there, you've you won. <laughs> you've yeah.
0: won. Yeah. You, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And even, even when you look at a lot of people, they look at stats and you'll, you'll look at, for example, this Haiti team and they haven't scored a goal yet. Um, they haven't won a game yet. They've lost both of their first games. But when you look at what this team has done, mm-hmm. when you look at how they performed, how they, really, really took it to England, how they dominated large swaths of the game against China. When you see the performance of Tays, you look at this squad and you say, This is this is this is definitely even if they go out in the group stage, even if they go out in the group stage without a goal, I can Hold my head high and say that these women made me proud. Yeah, and that—that's not often that you can say that. That's um, for mean, Jamaica.
1: This is really like. There's so many yeah. times when we hit each other about Jamaica or Haiti, and we're just like, "All right, how bad are we going to play in this
0: tournament?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just you know, have the women to like really. They, they, both of these women are carrying the water for these federations. You know, Jamaican yeah. men may have, like the more talent, you know, like Mikel Antonio, Leon Bailey, you know, Demar. DeMar- Ray.
0: Ray. Yeah.
1: They haven't shown it on the, you know, World Cup qualification went through and they finished dead bottom of the group. Yeah. You know, Haiti's men haven't been to a World Cup since 74. You know, both of these. I don't, I don't think Haiti's hey, men had been in World Cup qualification, you know, the, the final stage for Concacaf in a long time. So it's the in a women, very long time. Yeah, the, it's the women right now who carry in the water and doing an amazing things, man. And yeah, I think that's a good point for us to probably wrap up on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, another thing is this is this is also an eye opener. Yeah, and this the reason why this is something that can show big signs for the future. I mean, the Jamaican men's national team, they are in terms of how they have a lot of talent in top leagues. Um, Depending on certain games, there may be eyes and and ears and, you know, noses sniffing around the, the, the other players on that squad in terms of bringing them to probably bigger leagues than they are currently playing in. But when you look at the Haitian men's national team, this Haitian women's national team, this Jamaican women's national team, you're seeing the unveiling of a lot of stars. And you're going to see a lot of these people. For example, you look at Danielle Etienne. She doesn't play professionally. She played for college and now has quali- has, has, is playing for the, the, the men's team. I mean, for, for the, I'm sorry, for the national team this is going to put some eyes on her. And now she's going to be, she's going to get some phone calls. You're going to see a lot of these, these uh, women on the Jamaican national team that are going to be getting phone calls from the N.W.L. from, from the French league, from the Spanish league, from the English league. And that is what you want to see. You know, we've got, we've got Derek Etienne playing for Atlanta United. We've got uh, a lot of, we've got a couple of, of, of the Haitian men's national team players that are playing in Europe, are they going to be able to get deals for clubs higher up in the divisions of, of the leagues they play in? That is how you build the program. You build the team. You make sure that the young ones get their shine so that they can end up at bigger clubs so that they can develop more so that they can become bigger stars. Their talent level goes up then the team's talent level goes up. When the team's talent level goes up, then they become bigger superpowers. The Brazilian league isn't one of the best in the world, but Brazil is one of the greatest in the world. Why? Because Europe goes sniffing around Brazil for those talents.
1: Yeah. So, so I think the best way how to probably summarize all of this is like, you know, it's fair to say that Haiti and Jamaica aren't on the USA or Canada's level. They conquer But they're coming and they're knocking on that door. And there's a lot of talent that's building in these programs. Um, Shanae, man, it's been a long time since we did an episode just between the two of us, man. I think (laughs) know. it's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. Um, I kind of miss it. Um, Listeners, we just want to say, first of all, thank you. Thank you for taking the time of your day to listen to this episode. You know, without y'all, we couldn't do these. Um, wouldn't be able to do these because nobody would listen. So thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> uh secondly, um, we know there's been some breaks in between episodes and whatnot. We thank y'all for being patient with us. Um, it's just been busy, you know, life is changing, seasons are, are coming and going, but we are still doing these episodes. We still love them. We haven't forgotten about y'all and just, you know, we're we're excited to get back to these, man. Um, so Shane. <laughs> Anything else before we uh, wrap up, buddy boy?
0: No. Let's, let's hope that both Haiti and Jamaica can can end the group stages with a bang.
1: Well, yeah. Let's let's hope so. Hopefully, on a good note and uh, move on and get ready, man. But with that being said, listeners, keep us in your podcast feeds, like, share, and subscribe, and we will holler at you guys next time. Be easy. Be safe.